0: podcast we're performing performing and acting aren't the same thing. but like it's a performance like you know like after we like shut down the live chat i'm like i'm exhausted is that why you're more tired than i am because i'm just talking i'm exhausted (laughs) we're talking for literally two hours straight we are
1: but it's not like i feel the need to do anything (laughs) Oh, is that
0: bad? No, see, but see, I'm like, I feel like I have to be alert and on, oh. and my brain is a going. And also, like, I work Sunday days. Oh, no, that's all So, also like, true. I'm tired. I've been
1: lying around doing nothing. I went to a pool today. <laughs> oh, Nicole,
0: I'm so sorry. <laughs> you work so hard. I do work hard. I work hard during the week, you know. I work hard during the week, too. I work Sundays. hard every day. I work hard every day. On the days you don't have work? On the days I don't have work, I go to a Boba place and I look at my computer and I go, I will write today. <laughs> I will write, write today. I
1: do. Hey, we're still waiting for movie number two. Devo's two. Devo's two. Back in the habit.
0: Back in the habit. It's coming. Just a bunch of, a a choir of children is going to pop up. Can't wait. I know. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hey everybody! Welcome back to another Two Game Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer, and we are in the middle of September, but yes. it is not. The end of summer yet. We still have three more days. That's so few days. Until September 21st is when I can finally start wearing sleeves.
1: I mean, for me, I, after that week of like 100 plus degrees in the LA, it, it was It feels like, like Christmas, it, doesn't I, it? Like, it's Christmas in my mind now. Yeah. Like, I have no patience for any sort of summer things, which is like, did I just go to Jackson's parents' house and swim in their pool? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but- there's, uh, it's fall. Like I even bought some um, p- pumpkin spice iced latte for the oh. for to have, but like I drank some of it. And I was like, oh, this tastes gross. And so now just like a big bottle taking up half of our fridge. So I mean, girl,
0: I'll take it. You don't? Do you want it? Uh, someone will drink it. Okay, I'll give it to you. <laughs> oh, you know I love free food. I, there's nothing
1: you like more, honestly. When Matt Steele comes over and Jackson's like, oh, let's give him some of this food. I'm like, no, he'll always <laughs> take it. I <laughs> will
0: always take it. I'm, but see, I'm very much like summer ends exactly when I it's like true. to. Extend the seasons until they are, like, officially done. There was one time I had to actually, like, educate my friend that, Mm. like, seasons actually start on a specific day. Like, he just thought that, like, fall began when it felt like fall. (laughs) And I'm like, no, there's an official, like, day. It's like like winter starts on the winter solstice. Right, but I feel
1: like it also – like, I know that, but I don't think – I don't think I ever thought about it as much until knowing you because you are all about – you know, exactness as far as like geography. I feel like it's a similar instinct. It's like wanting to read the Wikipedia page of everything. Like I feel like it's fall now. Okay. Like I don't need to know the date. I don't need to be reminded of it. It doesn't need to stick with me.
0: Done. I'm so sorry that I like to educate myself.
1: Oh my God, you're right. I've never had an education. Mm. Sorry but about that.
0: As the graduate from the Westminster Schools, which some people
1: call the Harvard of the
0: South. Oh, darling, <laughs> tell us. Tell I've us. gotten
1: my education. Oh yes, I see you
0: got your BFA up there <laughs> on you that wall. You see that
1: BFA, Bachelor of Fine Arts? Which I
0: forgot what it was in the middle of me saying <laughs> it, but I could read it, so it's fine. Exactly. Matt Steele. Yes. How was your week? My week was good. I was out of commission for most of it. Why? Um, well, first I, I, you know, watched the Emmys on television. Yes. On Yes. Which I guess we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then Tuesday, I got my second COVID booster. Oh. So, of course, Wednesday, I was just sleepy all day. Mm. You did know. you get, were you, did you get like a headache or a fever uh, or anything? I, eh, not really. Yeah. No, I was, it was just like very, very sleepy. Mm. Okay. Um, mostly in the beginning of the day. Then the end of the day, I was, I was up a little more, but, eh, but then, um, uh, so Thursday morning, I was still like a little sleepy, like during work and everything. Uh-huh. But I was like, I have to wake up because we're reacting to Rina Sawayama. <laughs> yes. That's why I came here with a boba. I was going to
1: say you had a giant
0: boba yes. with you. But by the time I got here, I was like feeling perfectly normal and fine and everything. And I was like, OK, we're energy up and everything. But then mm. I, of course, had to edit that Rina Sawayama yeah. video. And I was up until, you know, like seven in the morning. Was it till and it, seven? Oh, yeah. Like getting that video up and everything. I um, didn't stay up that late for Renaissance. I guess I'm just more committed to I- re- than I, you are to Beyonce. Hey, that
1: Beyonce video worked out. Didn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but and so, of course, like being up that late, I my sleep is screwed for the next two totally. days. So Friday and Saturday, I was just like, I'm sleepy. So <laughs> I've just been a sleepy mess this entire week. I mean, it happens. Yeah, except today, I feel great. Oh, good. I'm glad.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, for me, it was also everything was building up around to the Rena reaction. If you haven't been to our YouTube channel, go to youtube.com/slash Two Game Match. You'll see our reaction to Rena uh, Sawayama's new album, "Hold the Girl." That is excellent. I am excited. She, she's an artist we love from uh, the UK, and she had a debut. For length album Sawayama, which we were obsessed with in 2020. This is her sophomore release. Also very good. Can't recommend it enough. But yeah, so we did that reaction. It was very fun. Uh, and then that Friday night, I could not get to sleep. Uh, I like, I think what happened was I went to happy hour with Jackson on Friday after okay. work and like had more to drink than I generally I feel like maybe as a younger person, this wouldn't have affected me so much. Mm-hmm. But I had more to drink to the point where like before even falling asleep I was getting a headache like a hangover that hadn't even slept yet oh. and so as I tried to go to sleep I couldn't I stayed up and it just was I was had to move into the guest room because I because Jackson's a light sleeper I didn't want to wake him up didn't get to bed until four mm. and so then my Saturday was kind of a wash I got to see Janie which was lovely and we had dinner hung out at her place and then last night I slept very well and so I'm back now mm. but our sleep schedules have been a bit of a wreck that's what happens when you drink the devil's juice oh I did drink Drink the devil's juice, it's Mm. true. Um, but yeah it just kind of I liked that Rena reaction because it was like a prequel to when Taylor Swift's album comes out in j- just about a month when we will all be there reacting live to it and there will be so many Swifties in the chat and I just can't keep selling everyone God I hope I like it
0: <laughs> I, like please God please God I'm kind of secretly hoping that you don't no <laughs> and,
1: and then it'll be the craziest but night. you're hoping you, we don't because you will be able to lie you are a great like I'm on camera to and I'm me. lying oh no I think it's really fun I love this part and I it's written all over my face I have no filter it's just gonna be I don't want Swifties coming after me is all I'm saying
0: uh, well I'm sorry you're just not an actor like me <laughs> I really am not. sorry you don't have your BFA
1: I'm, I, I do we just went over you know that your BFA in drama okay fine that's specific um so wait should we dive into the news Freddie? let's let's go in let's go in and so um the Emmys were on Monday? Yeah. Did you watch them? <laughs> I watched no. I watched uh, Quinta win her award okay. and I watched Cheryl e. w- Ralph win her award. Okay. But I did not watch the ceremony. Um, Let's go over some of the winners. Okay. Outstanding Drama Series Succession. Love that. Outstanding Comedy Series. I was surprised it went with Ted Lasso. I enjoyed the second season but it
0: was not as acclaimed as the first. I was hoping for
1: more Abbott.
0: Well especially like because Abbott Elementary was like the comedy of the year that Absolutely. people were talking about. And so I it's so interesting that like Ted Lasso has only been on for two seasons but like I find that with hit comedy shows at the Emmys it's like like in the dark night mm. uh the end what's the ending quote? It's like you live long enough to see yourself become oh yeah exactly <laughs> and so I feel like oh no is Ted Lasso becoming that absolutely like, pe- people is. are like gonna be angry every time it wins best comedy and everything. I've never seen it, so I, I wish everyone the best. I mean, but... it just was shocking because I felt
1: like Abbott Elementary hacks and Only Murders in the Building were. I was anticipating one of them winning, so mm-hmm. that winning was surprising. White Lotus won for outstanding lead uh, or outstanding drama series, and then Lee Jung Jae from Squid Game won for lead actor drama series. Gene Smart won, Zendaya won, Squid Game won, more things. I liked that the awards went to varying people and varying shows.
0: It was nicely spread out. So Absolutely. it was like you got to see something different each time. My King, Michael Keaton, won uh, Best Leading Actor in Oh, the, I uh, heard that. Uh, Congratulations. Series. Thank you very much. Um, Jennifer Coolidge, her speech was... So was it? Oh, you didn't watch it? No, I didn't. Jennifer Coolidge is the definition of timing. Like, she mm. is just the funniest human being, like, on the planet. So, her speech was just so good. It was exactly what you would expect out of a Jennifer Coolidge speech. I love that. Cheryl Lee Ralph's oh, speech, obviously. that one I
1: watched when she got on stage
0: and just began singing. I was just like... <gasps> and she started off with such a note. Absolutely, <laughs> she, she did. went for it. And... and Everyone was so thrilled for her because Cheri e. Ralph is someone who has been in this industry for God knows how long, Honestly. like since Dream Girl. She is the <sighs> Dina Jones, yes, and so everyone loves her. And it was just so nice to finally see her win her big award. Yeah, like she finally won, you know, one of the big one, one of the one of the EG or O's or T's. Like she <laughs> finally got her Emmy. She had she even her been moment. nominated for Emmy? I don't, I don't think know. she was. I don't. I think this was her first nomination and
1: first win, which is crazy because again, she's been in the industry for so long. I love that Beyonce sent her flowers that said like to you know the first dream girl, whatever it was. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Um. I loved that Quinta won. Like the fact that she went from BuzzFeed to writing and you know co creating this amazing show, Abbott Elementary, which I completely stand. I loved her uh, onstage moment. I felt like there was a lot of Twitter backlash with the whole bit with Jimmy Kimmel being like, oh, I'm dead on the floor or whatever. And so Quinta had to give her speech with him lying down just next to her. She got interviewed after the show and was kind of like, oh, did... Like were, pe- were you upset about that? People online are pissed about that. And she's like, I didn't really notice. Wasn't really thinking about it. Don't really care. <laughs> so she was like,
0: I just won an Emmy. I so. just won an Emmy.
1: But then Cheryl Lee Ralph was like, what was that white boy doing there? And I was like, <laughs>
0: oh, well, she didn't like
1: it. Uh, so she was unhappy. But then a few days later, Quinta went on Jimmy Kimmel and like interrupted his monologue with her Emmy and continued her speech. It was very cute. And Jimmy Kimmel I felt like in the interview was like, uh, at first he said like, I'm sorry if I took from your moment. And he's like, well, no, actually, I did take from your moment and I'm sorry. I'm yeah. like, hey, that phrasing is valid, and I think that's the kind of apology you want. So, uh, I feel like there are probably other p- reasons people don't like Jimmy
0: uh, Kimmel, but I thought that yeah, wrapped I thoth- up nicely. I thought he he wrapped it up well, handled it nicely and everything after um, people were upset by it. Wait, so. sorry,
1: I'm just realizing Gerard Carmichael won for
0: Rothaniel. Yeah, his, he was shirtless on that stage. Was he? he said, well, it was an open, He's like wearing like a mink, you know, thing and uh, open, and you know, you saw a bit of, you know, what you wanted to see <laughs> I, mean, I
1: assume you wanted to see it yeah, as well I was like, you're taking a look had a gander I mean that just gives me an excuse to watch Daniel again because that'll be my third time it is excellent oh damn I love it uh, Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls beat RuPaul's Drag Race for the first time in like years that RuPaul's Drag Race has not won for Outstanding Competition program it was just like I liked the winners I didn't see the show but I heard it was you know like most award shows over long it was, uh, it was a solid show did like you was, watch the whole thing yeah I did oh, cool. I
0: watched from beginning to end you know, and I thought King And Thompson did a nice job, and he had a little reunion with Kel that was very cute. Mm. Um, The stage was interesting, but like the Emmys are always one to do something a little different. Like the stage was like like a runway type thing. Why it was like hard to because I don't know. The (laughs) Emmys are going to Emmy, and they're going to be like you know what we're going to do have our stage be the shape of an elephant. Okay, like they just (laughs) like trying new things, and uh, I give them props. You know, we love trying new things. Yeah, it's true. Um.
1: Well, speaking of trying new things, The Phantom of the Opera is going to try something they haven't tried in a long time, and that is closing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So it is closing on Broadway in February. It is the longest running show in Broadway history, and it's set to close in February on February 18th. Uh, this is Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical The Show came back after Broadway's COVID hiatus but apparently it's not selling well enough to justify its open-ended run at the Majestic Theater. The January in January it will show uh it will celebrate its 35th Jesus anniversary having been seen by 19.8 million people on Broadway alone. The London production will con- continue to run. How do you feel?
0: I you know I I said it on Twitter The Phantom of the Opera closing is literally the Broadway equivalent of the queen dying Mm. like this is our queen dying like (laughs) because it's like okay no one's surprised because it's been around forever but yet somehow we're still shocked Mm. and everyone has like mixed feelings about it where it's kind of just like oh um even if people don't like the sort of like big spectacle uh Musical that monopolizes Broadway that only the tourists see and everything. You still, you still like watch those moments of Phantom of the Opera and you're just like, oh, I do really love it though. <laughs> like it's like the people in England who like if they don't like the monarchy, they still like think about the Queen specifically and they're like, oh wait, but I do love her. Right. Like it's that sort of sentiment and and just like the Queen, people are now lining up down, going around the sure. trying to get tickets to it because at soon guys, the Phantom of the Opera will only be there inside our minds (laughs) and no longer at the majestic theater. So everyone is like finally seeing Phantom of the Opera for their last time. Is there a way that
1: this boost makes it stay open?
0: I don't think so. I think they're kind of settled on it. it. I I don't see why they would do that, but so, I think it'll be nice for the next couple months. Like, all the fans of the show yeah. and not, even the non fans of the show mm. are going to be like, you know what? This is the last time I'm going to be able to see Fan totally. of the Opera. Because it was always just assumed that it would be there. So, right. people, you know, were just like, yeah, they took it for granted. Um, How long so has Chicago so been open? The revival, this yeah. revival, uh, since 96. Okay. End of 96. All right. 97. That's a long time. Um, So, yeah, well, I also think a reason for, um, you know, it finally closing is because, you know, it was the show that the tourists would go to see, the international tourists specifically. And so international tourism into, you know, New York City is at a low for obvious reasons, especially tourism from Asia. So it's understandable. And it's it's you know, it's sad because, oh, this thing that's been around for 35 years is no longer going to be there. But like what? A damn run! Honestly. What an artistic achievement that show is like—gorgeous production that was so revel- um, revelatory for its time. And so, congratulations to everyone involved. Congratulations to Harold Prince up in heaven who yes. directed the shit out of that show, the design of the show, everything about the show. It's just—it's—it's it's a classic. Yeah. So, oh. so all con- I ask congratulations of you? Is that from that show. It is all
1: right. I remember that uh, Kelly Clarkson and Josh Groban I think do a version of that. Okay. Unless I made that up, but I believe it's real.
0: Look at you knowing some facts. <laughs> It's me. I'm just a phantom bra. head. They call me the phantom fan. The, you're the, the phantom. phantom. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, well, to go from something closing and ending to something being given new life.
0: Uh-huh. Mariah
1: Carey and the butterfly 25th anniversary. It was 25 years ago on the 16th of September that Mariah Carey released her magnum opus, her best album, one of the best albums of all time, Butterfly. It changed the course of pop music, changed the course of her career. This is, of course, the album with Honey and My All, the two number one singles. This is where Mariah has finally released the chains of her marriage. Her relationship is done doing, you know, straight, Pop adult contemporary, which you know, Sony Columbia kind of built her, wanted her to do hero for the rest of her life essentially. And she's like, You know what? I'm still young. I want to, you know, collaborate with then Puff Daddy, Q Tip, Bone Thugs and Harmony, dive into some water, take off my clothes because I look fucking hot. She was like, Put me in some leather on a jet ski. Let's go. I, and I, I feel like I overtell this story, but it is funny. I, this was, I was like 10 at this point. And this is the time when, uh, you know, my brother was going beginning the change and my mom was leaving books in the bathroom about like, oh, puberty's coming you up. Puberty's... It, you
0: call it the, the, change? the change? The change is usually what people refer to as um, uh, menopause. Well,
1: it can be both in context. <laughs> you can use your context clues on this change. OK, the change. So I'm reading a book about puberty in the bathroom. Yeah. and it's Like, oh, my God. I have more sexual thoughts, more like, you know, sexual activity. This is like Mariah Carey must be going through this right now as I am going through it. Yes. And neither of us were going through it, <laughs> if we're to be honest. but she, she was going through her artistic puberty. She was. Yeah. She was. And just the album itself, I've been listening to it back and forth, obviously, since it's been 25 years, which is just hard to wrap my head around. And it's like the string of songs like whenever you call butterfly the roof breakdown baby to like every song is like a crown jewel in her discography as a whole and it's just unbelievable that it has been 25 years. She celebrated with many ways, in many ways, eight new tracks. These are eight bonus tracks that are now on the digital album. It is like acapella versions of Outside, you know my favorite song, and uh, Fourth of July. She has a live performance of Butterfly from David Letterman. That's very impressive. And two new remixes of Butterfly and Honey. Honey especially the, uh, her big dance collaborator David Morales did a brand new remix of Honey, like in a celebratory, you know, 25th anniversary kind of vibe. It's wonderful. I can't recommend it enough. The duet version of Whenever You Call It by Mcknight. It just is exciting to have this all available. Uh, a new Honey music video documentary is coming out on Monday. Honey is in 4K on her YouTube channel right now. 4K. 4K. There's going to be a, a vinyl. I think there was a four. LP vinyl that was released and there were only a thousand copies printed and they sold out immediately. So And you gonna, got yours, right? Of course not. No fans oh, did, I, I thought you did. I did not. I thought you said
0: in the Discord that you got it. No, I didn't. Oh, I'm so sorry. I,
1: in fairness, I wasn't going for it. Like, oh, okay. I don't have a vinyl player. It's cool to have, like, the big pictures, but I can't actually play the music. But whatever. Well,
0: Taylor's got four vinyls you can get she to make does. a clock. <laughs> it's
1: like... If you haven't heard, Taylor Swift has announced that the four different Midnight vinyls, if you turn them over,
0: they make a clock. And so, of course, she's also selling the hands of the <laughs> clock you can attach and the wall mount to put the clock on. And look, we're excited for Midnight's.
1: So we think it's going to be great. I'm excited that Jack Antonoff has been announced as a collaborator. Yes,
0: And we support time. We support time. Yes, but like, at some
1: point, it's like, Taylor, you have enough Like, you don't need to sell every single thing to your fans, who will buy every single thing. So now you're giving them more and more reasons to buy four different vinyls and clock parts to put inside of it? Clock parts. Insanity. The woman's insane.
0: She doesn't (laughs) want people to be late to wherever they need to go. You know, not at midnight.
1: Not at midnight. Mm. (laughs) So, just... If I can recommend anything to you this week, re-listen to Mariah Carey's Butterfly. It is truly her magnum opus. I love that. One of my favorite things about Mariah Carey is that she has no problem celebrating her legacy. Like, I feel like artists at this age sometimes ignore their big hits or ignore their big moments. because, like, well, I'm still around. I'm still making new things. I'm still relevant. And it's like, yes, of course you are. But, like, these pivotal moments in your career, we can't just pass by without celebrating. Yeah. Like, catalog maintenance is such a huge thing for artists these days that I feel like a lot of people don't do enough of and you know who else is actually very good at this the spice girls oh yeah, i feel oh, like yes. that instagram is always done i feel like they have up uh you know
0: upgraded their music videos on their vivo channels and yeah. stuff it's I like love it. remember the nostalgia remember yes. how much fun you had as yes. a child listening to this music and following every single thing these girls did yes absolutely here's another picture of that time <laughs> that like you've seen before but like Aren't you happy? Because you know what sells?
1: Fucking nostalgia. Yes. So everyone listen to Butterfly. You'll be better for it. Um, So, okay. (laughs) If you have heard us probably like three or four weeks ago, we talked about Michelle Branch and how she announced that she was divorcing and how she tweeted out that her... A husband who was a drummer of some band—I don't know—his name is Patrick Carney. um, Were divorcing because he was cheating on her. X Y Z. She then slapped him. He called the police and like domestic violence charge. I think that was later dropped. She's then announced that she and Patrick Carney are calling off their divorce and will be quote-unquote working on their marriage. Michelle announced that she split from uh, Patrick, but the charge, you know, I said the charge was later dropped. She then appeared on the Tamron Hall show, I think, to discuss this because, you know, this is probably the most press no shade
0: Michelle Branch has gotten in a long time. Until she uh, performs at the Super Bowl, Until we we were talking about that in the live chat. We
1: had some options. Uh, So she went on the Tamron Hall show uh, and says that she and her husband have started therapy and... wish they had started six months ago. Um, she just is saying that uh, it was a mistake to be re- rehabilitated and have an opportunity to amend themselves in their mistake. And that if Branch was a male singer, she would be s- just as forgiving. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess that's from Tamron Hall. Um, I, I, I mean, I guess whatever works best for them. We've all watched Lemonade. So people are, uh, uh, forgiveness is an option, especially I understand for people with kids, I think it's hard when you have publicly
0: assaulted (laughs) him.
1: I was going to say publicly announced the reason for the separation. Oh, okay. And the public assault doesn't help. It's just like we now know too much. Like, there's a possibility that this could have all happened quietly behind closed doors mm-hmm. and we would be none the wiser. But alas, we're now in, you know, in her living room and hearing we know all the steps and how things have happened. And so at this point, if she's like asking for space, it's like, well, girl, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were the one who told us you all already let us walk into your living room and so, now we're here living here. And so I'd like to give my opinion in that.
1: And again, I don't know what I would do if I had a child. Mm-hmm. But for me, if there's no child involved, especially, it's like, well. We can find you someone
0: else, well, you know, and <laughs> you know at least they're like not like, oh, we're gonna give it another go, at least they're saying like there will be therapy involved, yeah, I mean that's giving another you know, go. he but, but like they're not just like not giving any details, they're not True. just saying like, oh, we decided to cancel the divorce, and we're back together, <laughs> like they are saying this will be a hard process right. that like might not work, right, so at least they're being honest about like those details and everything yeah to to I guess and this isn't why they're doing it but like it all, it shows people that like this is a hard thing yes. to do so I wish them the best I, I wish them hey, all the best and look hey if Beyonce and Jay-Z can survive their marriage after Jay-Z was assaulted by Solange, Solange yes hey it's possible
1: anything can happen
0: anything can happen
1: uh speaking of anything can happening Leonardo DiCaprio is dating a 27 year old look how we have grown <laughs> so adult Gigi Hadid uh you know, former child of Real Housewife of Beverly Hills. I guess she's still
0: the child of a former Real Housewife. <laughs> former child. She divorced, <laughs> she did she divorce her mother after? She did.
1: They're, she and Yolanda are no longer speaking. Yeah. No. But apparently they're dating now, um, which, you know, it seems like a direct response to all of the talk of him only dating 25 and younger.
0: I don't know, because I would imagine he, because they got together. It's been two weeks. It's been two since weeks. But- their, since his breakup with um, right. the previous girl yes. who was twenty-five. So like he had to have had Gigi. He must have ah. left this younger girl for Gigi. Wow, I didn't think that. It's been two weeks. It's you think been- he has in a relationship in two I weeks? I
1: don't know if relationship is right. They could be dating. He could have reached out to her people, whatever.
0: Two weeks. No, he left this <laughs> wow. young- he left this baby for this other baby. Toddler. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You are jumping to conclusions that me, the, you know, usually one to jump to conclusions, am not jumping to. Maybe no. He had her on the back burner. Oh it, my you God. know, maybe he really does like her. And if that is the case, then good for them. But like two weeks, come on. He didn't just, he didn't go, mm, you know what? I have healed and now I'm ready to start dating again. <laughs> and oh, suddenly his first date is the one.
1: I didn't say that. <laughs> I said they stopped dating. And then he began to reach out to this girl because maybe he had broken up with the baby longer than we knew earlier than we knew that he did. True. That That could could, have happened. That
0: could have happened.
1: But uh, there isn't a lot more news, but I just have to say if anyone is bored at, at any moment of the day, you must Google Rita Ora covering running up that hill by Kate Bush. Apparently she did that at her rock and Rio show. I have never heard a worse series of notes in my life. I
0: everyone was sharing it and I did. Did you not, click on it? I did not, Matt.
1: Hold on, can I play it? Is that right, going to get gonna... like blocked? I'll just play a part. Huh. <laughs> okay, it goes on, but it's like. It has nothing to do with the melody. It is out of key. It is poorly sung. The breath controls all. It's just like, what scale is this you're singing? And then at the end of it, she just lies on her stomach, blows a kiss to the crowd. And she's like, I fucking killed it. Like, you can tell that's what's happening in her head. And it's like, Rita. Hey, it's live, baby. But it's like, you're a, prof- like, she gets paid to be a professional singer. And it's one thing, it's like, the girls who know I can't do that, they don't do it. They're like, I'm lipping to my track, I'm doing my dance moves, I'm getting off the stage. There's nothing wrong with lipping. There's nothing wrong with lipping. No, if the song's good, the
0: show is great. And that's the thing, if you're dancing your ass off, yes. you earn earned the right to lip. Well, maybe she was dancing her ass off, and then she wanted a more improvised moment. She, and so then she was like, oh, I'm going to give him a little something. She could should have practiced the improvised moment beforehand because that was
1: truly the worst sound I've ever heard. (laughs) And all right, I feel like people went in on like
0: Fergie about her national anthem and I'd argue this. You know what? The Fergie national anthem was rehearsed at least. That is true. She practiced that rendition. I believe she practiced this. I, no, there's no background. I mean, uh, there's a little instrumentation behind right, her. There's a little it's, bit of instrumentation behind her. Oh, is there? Yes. Oh, to me that sounded all a cappella. I think there's like a
1: the kind of just like a pad. It's not like a big,
0: huge thing. I think she practiced. You know what? I'm gonna have to do my research a little more, you know, because I'm very thorough. Very thorough. And I'm gonna have to do my research a little more and listen to it a little more closely, and then I'll get back to you.
1: Um, I realize you have not watched this trailer, but I just have to say the I Wanna Dance with Somebody trailer does not look good. <laughs> it just looks like We've we've made so many movies about Whitney Houston, like the Lifetime movie, which I actually thought was fine and like good for what it was. And this looks cheaper, but somehow is going to be in theaters. Like what? And the girl, and the girl. I'm sure she. Everyone's doing their best, and she's lipping to Whitney's voice, which I appreciate. But it's like you don't look like Whitney. Like you, I, I just is like and the Clive Davis of it all. It just is like all things we've all seen before in like a weird order like when she gets discovered by Clive Davis she's on stage singing or at least the, the way it's edited in the trailer they have it look like she's singing how will I know from her first album and it's like oh that song
0: hadn't been written yet <laughs> like what is this it's just maybe that's just for the trailer. I hope I can't it's imagine the they would like totally fudge that history right like oh how would I know is a song she wrote when she was 10 and I mean she just was, it was on her demo no <laughs> like, <laughs> it was not I don't think they would put that in a bio like a legit bio biopic unless it's, they do and then if that's the case we're seeing it together
1: I don't know I mean I, I'm ex- already seeing bros I'm sure we're gonna talk about bros on this shit so oh yeah bros comes in out in like
0: what a week two weeks maybe two the weeks? 30th alright
1: yeah so get ready for that and then I have two pieces of good news well maybe three pieces of good news one that I've kind of mentioned one Jack Antonoff has been confirmed to be a producer on uh, Midnight's I love Out of the Woods love a lot of their work together excited about that uh, Magic Mike's Last Dance isn't going to HBO Max it's going directly to theaters we love that we love those, that film that trilogy is going to be great. We love theaters. Matt Steele loves the movie we theater. We love going to
0: movie theaters. Support your local theater and, and lastly, gentlemen. Woody Allen's announced his retirement.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know what? Lloyd, Com- Lloyd Kamala Harris say in that gif.
0: Good news. I just love good news. You know what? Like fan of <laughs> Like Phantom of the Opera. It's
1: time. It's time. Well, it's a little less celebratory than Phantom sure. of the Opera. Sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, but yes. But I imagine he's retiring because he's like, I can't get distribution I anymore. Mean, so, you know,
1: yeah, it's his 50th film he's working on. He's His last film is going to be similar to Matchpoint in that it would be exciting, dramatic, blah, blah, blah. It's his last one. We don't need to keep talking about this, and that's great. <laughs> okay is we'll there any other put a button on that Put a, yes we'll put a pin in that is there any more news
0: for idiots that you'd like to share i don't think so it feels like we zoomed through that i think we did uh how time flies oh, if know. only we had that taylor swift vinyl clock i we know would, we would know exactly how much time <laughs> I has know. passed there's
1: no other way to know what time
0: it is yeah not this timer in front nope. of us on your pro tools mm-hmm. that we're looking at right now on my
1: fucking phone with a clock on it okay
0: no nope. we're gonna take a quick
1: break and then we'll be back with more two game ads the podcast
0: all right we're back ladies and gentlemen we are it's true and we did not get many email my heart. <laughs> so we were asking the live chat some questions that they had and they gave us a bunch. Yeah, And so we had a good time writing them down. Yes. At first, we did get an email from Adrian huh? uh, telling us that w- we should watch the Australian version of Married at First Sight because she's like, it's a great trash reality TV suggestion. Mm. And you liked the first marriage. I did. I was watching one. it.
1: I was watching the US one for a minute. There were a few, like maybe two or three seasons and all of the couple's. Seemed almost vaguely like abusive towards one another. And that was when I stopped watching. Cause like, okay. oh, well, this isn't like a fun, silly social experiment. This is like bad for the world. But maybe the Australian one is lighter. Cause that's okay. what I would, I need to know. I don't know.
0: Australians lightness. are pretty tough. They're serious, but hopefully, they're serious people.
1: They find the joy in the marriage at first sight of it all and not the darkness.
0: Okay. That's my hope. Okay. All so right? if you can find that online, I'll, let I'll us know. I will look out for
1: it. Yeah. Um, first question we got from Austin, our lovely patron and friend, Austin. Uh, what do we miss about most about being roommates? The thing I miss. I'm excited to hear this. About Matt Palmer. Yes.
0: Is the comfort in knowing exactly when Matt Palmer was going to arrive home. <laughs> How would you know? Because you would just hear just a door slam. It was a car door slam. And then I would just hear a faint hmm. And that that hey. that faint ad libbing would get louder and louder and louder, <laughs> louder as it would come to the door I'm not always singing you are whenever you get out of your car and arrive back home to the front damn door I don't believe you You are always just <laughs> just, just Humming nothing. I don't believe you. And I'm always like, uh, ah, she's here. here. I
1: do not believe I do that. If anything, I'm singing something to myself softly. I'm not just ad-libbing nothingness.
0: Okay. But it sounds like ad-libbing because like you're not doing the words, you're just doing hmm. (laughs) I'm probably doing the words but to myself I'm not yeah. singing to you bitch I'll miss I'll miss when he's recording music in mm. his bedroom and I just hear one line of a new song over and over and over again <laughs> you gotta get it right sometimes yeah. it's not
1: right and you listen back It's like no And I'm awful always, and I'm
0: always like oh that was a good take <laughs> that was that was a good take that was a good take I hope he keeps that one and I'm like oh this this sounds really good is this the pre is this the chorus and I guess I'll find out you
1: will find out in a future date I, yes. I miss Matt Steele I mean sometimes I get it because um, your current roommate is so kind and sometimes films up for you But sometimes Matt Steele is usually watching Big Brother during Big Brother season. And nine out of ten times he's watching it and like essentially hating the show as he's watching it. But every once in a while, you'll stand up, you'll pace, and you'll be like, you don't even understand. this is the most unbelievable thing that's ever happened. And I'm just like, <laughs> what are you talking about? But you feel the joy, the joy that
0: you are receiving from the show
1: is palpable in the room. Oh, and I say, when
0: Travis was watching me watch that double eviction that happened yes. a week and a half ago, he, he was floored. <laughs> he was like, he had no idea what to do with himself. So. Well,
1: because you, you, you can't, even stay seated you have to stand up you have to walk around you have to look and express and it's
0: like you know I'm not watching Let's Yeah, look. and yeah. I'm like trying to explain to him very quickly what's happening yes. and it's just it's just not processing <laughs> yeah me and Travis have a, have a very different dynamic because he's also an actor oh. and so a thing that we like like we as roommates we loved to argue Yeah, like that was our we, we, we loved to fake argue we like did. that was mine and Matt Palmer's thing that was our dynamic me and Travis we like to like sort of like uh, uh, improvise like scenarios was our favorite game that we like to play oh. as roommates is finding different ways to tell a story that starts with my husband's a doctor, <laughs> <laughs> like finding a scenario oh that, where we would be in that situation where we would have to say that. And we would be like, my husband's a doctor. <laughs> oh, well my ex-husband <laughs> and, and like, just like building off of that. If for some reason we do it every night, I was going to say, <laughs> is this like an improv game? Like what? I don't really I... know what it is. It's a bit. If it's, it's a else. bit. It's a bit. You know how we had bits. That's we mine did. and Travis's. Bit. We need
1: Travis on the podcast. Oh, Travis! What would be an great. icon! It yeah. would be great. You guys would love him. Um. So thank you, Austin. That's a great question. And but it's honestly, we get to see each other so much. We're still very much in each other's like, lives for like, real. It's not.
0: I feel like I see you more than I see Travis. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sorry, Travis. Ah, uh,
1: this is a question from Christian, our lovely friend and patron. What is your favorite depressing song?
0: First thing that came to my mind, speaking Mm. of British spectacle mega musicals, first thing that came to my mind when I want to just blast my ears with something devastating is the fall of Saigon from Miss Saigon. That whole musical sequence that's like 10 minutes long where the Americans have to like flee from Saigon Mm. because they lost the war and Kim and the thousands and thousands and Lord knows how many people are left Mm. behind Devastating. Really. Um. Another depressing musical theater song that I just is what you know. I'm a Rodgers and Hammerstein girl. No. So what's the use of Wondrin from Carousel? Mm. Just Julie singing to the other girls about her husband who is abusive and just and sort of like. Calling them out on their bluff, saying like, "You all say like I should leave him and everything, but if you were me, you would do the exact same mm. damn thing." It's devastating. So, it's it's all show tunes that uh, <laughs> that like come to mind. But those are two that were the first ones that came to mind. Right.
1: Yeah. Um. I have. I mean, there's so many. I love a sad song. I love a ballad. If we're gonna start with a
0: show tune,
1: a song that I find very depressing, just because I don't know, just the story behind it. Days and days Uh, from fun home uh, is one of those songs that's just like because you kind of even though of course I am not like you know married to someone who's not sexually interested in me and like we have not had a life together but you understand sometimes where you wake up and you're like wait how did I get here Mm -hmm. like how how did this happen and she's like that's how.
0: Yeah. And especially now that like we're getting of a certain age, like yes. older, like I'm just thinking like the days are so just blending together and your life just goes by when
1: you and it's like you realize that tw- 20 years ago was 2012. And I'm like, wait, but 2012 doesn't feel that different.
0: It was 10 years ago. Or it t- wasn't t- 20 years, years me, ago. Let's not but 20 years ourselves. being
1: 20 years being 2002, yeah. like 20 years since the album Strip by Christina. It just is like. Especially the fact that the 10 years doesn't feel as crazy. Like in 2012, when it was 10 years since 2002, Mm -hmm. that felt like a world away. Oh, yes. But something about that time after college, it's like, well, it's all just like time soup.
0: Well, because like 2002 to 2012, we went through puberty. (laughs) We went went through, as as the Palmer family would call it, the The change. change. (laughs) And so like you learn so many new things when you are growing up and everything. So that time feels so much longer. Right. Because so much more is happening, but 2012 to 2022, you're just like, wait, what happened? Yes. I just like lived my life because as an adult, trying to as survive, like
1: a fully formed person who I, you know, you're sharpening your skills, you're becoming hopefully a better, more realized version of yourself, but there's not as like aggressive growing to do. Yeah, and there's,
0: and you're in like such a, a routine. You're like, well, I go to work and yes. then I go home and then I eat dinner and then I have to do this and I have to yes. clean the bathroom. Like right. just, there's so much, so much more of a routine. Whereas like from 2002 to 2012, it was like middle school to high school <laughs> to college. <laughs> right. Like your routine was totally like, crazy yes. you know so oh that, yeah that is that is a good choice a, for that was one song. that jumped
1: to, to mind as far as musical theater as far as non-musical theater uh looking in is uh, a brilliant song by mariah with the last track on daydream and it's just like this is a person who is having all the success in the world and is so upset with mm-hmm. her life to me and, that is
0: also mariah carey's most Broadway styled like I can see song, that. like most I can musical theater feeling song. Yes, like in its structure, everything. Um, so
1: I love that song. And also, if you want to get sad, uh, sober, of course, by Kelly Clarkson. But there's mm-hmm. a song on my December called uh, "Irvine." Mm-hmm. That is very much Kelly at her lowest moments, and um, it's not the most melodic, but it's it's just like it it's it's dark.
0: Are we counting songs that are like devastating but also have an uplifting I moment think at the we end? Should. Like piece by piece? Oh, <laughs> like are we can talk about that. I by love
1: piece? piece by piece because of you. And that's why
0: we're so excited for the divorce album when it
1: comes, because she can do a depressing ballad, self-written moment very,
0: very well. Oh, or like a, a song that's like depressing and angry, like Javert Suicide from mm. Lamez. It's a classic. Classic. Guys. There's a lot
1: of great depressing songs. And the thing is, it depends on what you think is depressing. Like, I think what falls in the camp of songs that like have some joy at the end. There's a song by Greg Holden, which I guess was covered by Callum Scott, all called Boys in the Street. And it's mm. basically the lyric is talking about this gay man and his father, and how the dad is like, don't go kissing boys in the street. My friends tell me that you're kissing boys in the street. Don't do it, don't do it. And at the end of the dad's life, he kind of comes around. He's mm-hmm. like, I, I just didn't, I thought this was right. This is all I knew in my life. And it's like, just go and kiss boys in the street. Like, do what you want. I mean, like. speaking
0: of like sad gay songs yes. <laughs> like that are relevant, yes. Rina Sawayama's uh, uh, Send My Love to John, uh, uh, the line that Every time I listen to the, and I've listened to this song many times in the past couple days. Yes. The line that destroys me every time is, "We both had to leave our mothers mm, to get I the told you we want." Anything having to do with like a parent's uh, like sacrifice, or like especially like an immigrant parent's sacrifice, I know, devastating. It's like the
1: song "Mother," like honestly, most songs with the word "mother" or "home" <laughs> in them will make me cry. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> But the song Mother by Casey Musgraves, it's like a minute and a half and it punches you in the fucking gut. I know. What a great song. Oh my God. Oh my God. All right. We could go on about. This, we, I know we,
0: we could do like a whole podcast about, <laughs> about sad, the sad songs. songs.
1: I love it. Yeah, uh, and we had one additional question from uh, Nicholas, who's a Jamie, not a Kathy, and that he is a straight male listener. Yeah, we've <laughs>
0: de- you know how we call all of you <laughs> the Kathys. We've decided to call our straight male listeners the Jamies. Yes, all two of them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because they are the uh, male counterpoint to the Kathys right. in the last five years. Uh, and so Jamie's question was uh, not Jamie Nicholas's question. <laughs> he is a Jamie.
1: Excuse me. Is in Any advice on how to talk to people with different political views? And I think this is tough, especially these days in like a Trump Republican kind of era, because it's Mm -hmm. like, there was a time where you could, Basically, be like, okay, I believe in like small government and like economic Republican Mm -hmm. ideals, and it doesn't actually have to tie into the social aspect. But now, when someone says that they are Republican or vote Republican, or I know that that about them, I always wonder, like, do you mean Trump? Mm -hmm. Because there's no way of untying the hateful, bigoted. piece of that from
0: insurrectionist, insurrectionist <laughs> like, like
1: there's no way to untangle that mm-hmm. it's not like oh we're just different we come from different walks of life it's like oh you don't think i deserve to exist and you don't think that so many people in our country don't deserve rights including me and anyone like me or you want to overthrow like right. a free
0: and fair election so
1: the fact that they have you know that republicans are still tying themselves to donald trump And makes me feel like the people who said they're Republicans, I worry, is that what you mean? Like, Mm -hmm. because that is a radicalized version of something that I don't agree with, but it's beyond that don't agree with. It's like, oh no, I can't, I don't know how to engage with you because you don't, Mm. you don't think I deserve a right to exist. So
0: I think something that helps me sort of sharpen my points mm. more is, is, is trying to understand that like base logic where someone who Uh, thinks something differently from me. So I I want to understand what their logic is first. Therefore, I can strengthen my logic Mm. catering to the way they think about their logic. Does that make sense? It does. I don't want
1: that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. If you are like someone who's like into Trump right now, we have nothing to talk about. I don't want to hear your point. I don't want to hear your point of view. You are ruining the country and killing children well, in schools. that's not the question is.
0: The well, question I'm is sorry. how to talk about that. The, the, so the, Matt Homers Matt is just saying, I'm going to leave. Thank you. I, exactly. This is what I would say. <laughs> if
1: if you are a person who is into Trumpism at this stage in the game, there's nothing for us to talk about. Mm. That's my answer to the
0: question. All right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if it got dark. With our- I'm thinking more like other like political things beyond like Trump, like other, like but he's the head. He's the fucking head of the snake. I'm thinking like other like hot button, like issues and stuff like okay. that. It's like, I, I don't know. I think about it in a very like debate team sort of okay. style. I like think that's what's nice. the other side going to say? And therefore I can counter that in a way that like, disproves their logic with Mm. my own logic. So knowing what their logic is going to be first helps me with my logic. Therefore I can, I can better convince them and by seeming very logical because the other side, like they always say like, Oh, they're so emotional and everything. It's like, okay, so they, the emotion part doesn't appeal to them. How can Mm. I appeal to them through logic? My own logic by refuting their line.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. you're on the front lines. Best of luck to hey, you.
0: Hey, I'm not, <laughs> listen, I am not on the front lines because I am not running for anything anytime soon. There hey, are but, there are people who my tax dollars pay to do just right, that. Right,
1: exactly. So props to
0: the people who do that for a living. Exactly. We, you know,
1: keep up the good work because I won't be doing it. Okay.
0: <laughs> Matt Steele. Yes.
1: What has been giving you moments, darling?
0: I mean, as I said, I was a little out of commission this week. Yes. I was a little sleepy, yes. but something that, you know, Woke me up over the past several days yes. whenever I listened to it. And you know, no one should be surprised that I'm gonna talk about the Rena <laughs> album. I talked about Send My Love to John, why yes. I love Send My Love to John so yes. much. But just in re listening, to that like I was I oh actually another thing I did on Friday I saw a play called Sanctuary City Ooh. in uh Pasadena. Okay. It was directed by a friend of mine uh, named Zai Alakan who's a director. Uh-huh. We went to college together oh, cool. um and on my way driving there it was Friday and I had you know just recently woken up from editing the editing of Rina Sawayama yeah. extravaganza and so I was exhausted and I was like okay maybe I'll listen to the Rina Sawayama album to like wake me up in the car yes. and wake me up it, did. it is an yes. album. She's an artist that just wakes you up. It's just so much fun to listen to. She is such a pop artist in the sense that it's just, this is just good, fun, pop music. And just that section in the middle where she goes bananas from, uh, 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 where does it start? From Holy yes. to Frankenstein. Unbelievable. Is just jaw dropping from time, and it's just a bunch of noise. <laughs> it's just <laughs> noise and craziness. And I will never go over the fact that it's sandwiched in between these like radio friendly, like, like some of them are rock. pop ballads. Yes. Like the fact that this insanity is just in the middle there. Your name mm. is so glorious. I know. And like on paper, none of it should work. To, right. Like to me because it's just like the lyrics are just like, how could you do that? What the hell were you thinking? They're just so simple.
1: Wait, your name or your age? Oh,
0: your age. Okay. I'm so sorry. It's just so like simple, and then just a bunch of noise. But <laughs> man, does it pack such a punch! And melodically, just the yeah, the yeah melodies mm. going over everything, so thrilling. And of course, Frankenstein. Like Frankenstein obsessed, is it's amazing, undeniable. She's mentioned that she's making a video for it. I know. She had a little Thank camera God. emoji, and it was like, okay, we're on the right track. Yes. Yeah. So just, if you haven't listened to that album yet, guys, just do it. That middle section is just wild. It's wild. Um, well, for me, I can't even fully back this, because I've only watched two episodes of
1: it. And I realize it's kind of bad, but... <laughs> <laughs> I started watching that Neil Patrick Harris show on Netflix called Uncoupled. Oh, fine. And it is about a... You know, Neil Patrick Harris's character has been t- with his boyfriend for 17 years. And then unexpectedly, the boyfriend moves out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's like they try to go to therapy and try to get back together and all of this stuff. And it's about him as a realtor relating to some of his clients. And it was from Darren Starr, who I believe was involved in both Sex and the City and Emily in Paris. Mm-hmm. So uh, and it's set in New York. And you know, how I've always want I keep saying I love these shows about the gays, but I like am kind of not sick of but like. It's becoming harder and harder to connect to these gay shows about gay kids in high school. Because it's like, well, I'm very beyond that. And of course yeah. I'm not at the NPH level of 17 years in a relationship that's being crumbling. But it's nice to see adult gay men on screen talking about things. I, it's not a bad show, but I think I would be remiss if I didn't say the writing sometimes is a little on the nose or out of touch or just a little iffy. And I remember turning to Jackson at a point and I'm like, do you think they'll ever go into an apartment that we could even afford on this show, <laughs> and he was like, "Absolutely." I not. mean,
0: that's the thing with a lot, a lot of like shows in general. But I feel like a lot of shows about adult gay men. Yes, it's, it's like just they're
1: like, they're all
0: rich. They're
1: drowning in money. <laughs> like remember the new normal that Ryan Murphy oh, show? Oh yeah, yeah, that show. with Nene, like they were also drowning in money. And so this is more of that. There are problems with it, obviously. Uh, Tisha Campbell is plays uh, Neil Patrick Harris's assistant, though she does a great job. Haven't seen her in something in a long time. Was so happy to see her. It just is like. Like, interesting in a story that I'm glad is getting told, even if it's a little ham fisted at points. Sure. I, I'm excited to continue watching it. Maybe by the end of it, I'll be like, this was fucking awful. I'm sorry I said that, <laughs> but I've watched the first two episodes and I'm intrigued and like invested, even if it's a, if it's a little like splashy, you I know, little splashy. a little splashing. I mean, I
0: haven't seen it, but like, I heard it's cute. It is so cute. I'll, that's I'll, what, that's yeah, what it, it is. It is cute. Um, uh. Uh, I have a friend of mine who was in it. He has a scene where he made out with Neil Patrick. Wow. Harris. Yeah. I mean, and by friend of me, like I met him once. Right. And like now we follow each other on Instagram. Right. I love it. Um, but, uh, but speaking of television as well, yeah. um, you, if you, anyone has Netflix, they might catch me on um, uh, a show premiering November, no November, September 21st. So in like three days, um called Dahmer. Yes. Um. I, I, Believe I have not been cut out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have not been cut out. Do I think my scene? went from a long scene to a very short scene through editing? Probably. You don't but you know. know what? But you know what? I am on that IMDB page. So but I like, think I made the cut. And they're promoting the shit out of that. They are. Well the thing is like I, I filmed it a while ago. Like yeah. this is back uh 2021. So they were filming it for a long time and so there was a while where I was just like, Where is it? Is it gonna come <laughs> out? I know, I remember
1: when you filmed that and I was like, okay, I'm ready for it to come out
0: now. Yeah. Though. So uh you might see me. I believe I will be on episode six Six of it, but I'm not sure. So, like, don't watch the whole thing, I guess, and try to look out for me. The questions um,
1: I'm seeing are: Do you get murdered? Is that a spoiler? If we, I'm not
0: spoiling.
1: Okay, all right. but no, I don't get. Murdered. <laughs> 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 yes, you won't see Matt Steele in peril. But no. I was excited because I kept seeing the trailer everywhere. I'm like, that's Matt Steele shit. And I wanted to say something. I was like, I don't know if Matt Steele has publicly said anything. And I don't want to be the one this to break This is the, the first news. time
0: I've publicly yes! said anything. We so love breaking the, news. The people in the live chat are hearing the breaking news first, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. So uh, so hopefully I'm still... You know what? And I mean, I can't say anything about it. But like, I would imagine... like. I you don't hear me speak. <laughs> like You don't know that. I would imagine you don't hear but me. But you speak. had lines. I did I had a lot of lines. Yeah. It was a, it was a good So why would you imagine scene. we don't hear you speak? I I, I just feel like if they were to cut it down a little bit, they would also maybe cut out my vocals. Just knowing the context of the scene, I won't say anything more because I don't think I can spoil anything. Um, Is it episode,
1: do you know what episode I think it's
0: episode six. Okay. I think it's episode six. I'll be fast forwarding
1: to that episode and your part because I can't watch
0: that. Oh, it looks a little graphic. Terrifying. (laughs) My scene is not going to be terrifying. Good. Yeah. Especially because like, Oh, a lot of Dahmer's fucking victims were black guys. I think it was like 11 out of 16. And it's
1: like, I don't want to see that. (laughs) So, yes, I'll be watching you and I'm excited for that. Um, And the only other thing that's been giving me moments, and I mean, we talked about it for a long time, but... As we all know, 1997, 1998 was my favorite like run of albums from my ladies. So the fact that Butterfly is getting its 25th anniversary, the fact that The Velvet Rope's 25th anniversary is in like oh, two yeah. three weeks, and the fact that Ray of Light's 25th anniversary is in May, I'm just excited for all of us to reintroduce ourselves to what I would call the best year in music.
0: Okay. Okay. Guys, quarter of a century since the the best year of music. Absolutely. What's the the next best year of music going to be? Um, When when are you releasing something? I mean,
1: that's the thing. I'm trying to think of other years that have happened that have had the impact, and I just... Yeah, if you that.
0: release an album in 2023 you'll be there with Kelly's divorce album I do want that's that that's good company that could be the best year of music <laughs> that, could it, yeah, that could happen
1: that okay. could happen that uh, could happen okay <laughs> is there uh, anything else you want to tell the people I don't think so guys thank you so much for listening and or watching and we'll be back next week with more 2 thats the podcast bye bye